And now the curtains have been closed on this week. Yet another disappointing one for both clubs in their journey to find out where they really are. One wants the toast of London, but now looks on from the outside, desperately trying to get back to the center where it once stood above the rest. While the others climb to the summit, still sees them slipping and looking up to the once noisy neighbors, louder than they ever were, with their castle firmly rooted to that same summit, Ollie graced as a player digging deeper and deeper to lay even more solid foundations at the peak of English football. Welcome everyone to episode three of the Devil's Gun podcast, The Rivalship. This episode is titled Red 22, onto tw- onto 23 without three. It's a wordplay on the red cards from match week 22 and the fact that both United and Arsenal did not get three points in match with 23. I'm Adi, uh, representing the United half of this rivalship. And with me, as always, I have Richard. Hey guys, how you guys doing? Hope you had a good week or two. But talking about weeks, it's been a long week in football, man. Yes, it has. Tom Spad has lost his job. His job. Thomas Tokyo has gained the job after being sacked by PSG. Yep. And has gotten like 10 points out of 12. Yep. Chelsea is flying. Well, I wouldn't um, say they're flying, but yeah, they're doing all right. They're picking up points. Yeah. But at the same time, did you hear about what happened to Rudiger concerning Lampard's sake? Bro, bro. You see, the thing, okay, with football, the bulk always stops at, you know, the manager's doorstep. You know, I think players know exactly what role they play. And um, they, they know that criticism is going to come towards, you know, their doorstep as a result of you know, manager sackings and, you know, whatnot. But you see, the thing is, it's it's not even about drawing a line. It's just that, you know, the racist abuse should not happen. And, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate that we're still talking about this. And and especially with how close or how, you know, how much contact we... About the 18-year-old kid. Yeah. Like... You know, the thing that surprises me the most is um, still have so much hate or it's it's pretty disheartening yeah it is it really is and you know what was even worse the the worst part about this whole thing is the verdict you know for this this young adult because really he's not a kid he's a young adult and um you know i think he 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 got away easy he got away lightly you know he paid some some fine you know his lawyer was talking about how he's a good kid and he gets good grades okay that's great you know but i think these people should be they should be monitored for a while and they should be put through a system that is aimed at educating them and you know purging that animosity inside them um you know over a period yeah over a period of time before they let back into society but yeah it's just it's really sad i mean twanzebi got some more abuse after last night's game you know it's it's crazy times Always has been. Always has been. <laughs> Always well, has been. But um I think I'm... yeah, and um I mean this week I spent it Well talking about the games. Yeah. I spent it reading at least in, in line with talking about the game. This week I spent it reading a lot about uh just different pieces about football, you know. 
because you know there's a lot to talk about you know with the pandemic you know and all of that and there was a particular interesting article i shared it with you um about how the pandemic affects football viewing and one thing that really two things that stood out to me was the fact that football is actually not that accessible in france which is sad even their own league and interesting to see different ways in which the pandemic affects the sport totally makes sense like you know you know how it was in england where like on saturdays everyone it's basically football saturday and sunday yeah yeah Um, everybody preps up to watch the game you go to the pub so although they're not allowed to show through club games but now like just to to get as much at least to Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, like, uh, yeah, and you'll probably have like a COVID style, uh, COVID style, not contract, but clause. Yeah, yeah, clause yeah. The right that's word. the word. So, because definitely, TV companies won't let this happen again. Nah, nah, nah. They, they're probably even working towards a, you know, because I mean, you know, it's it's unprecedented. So, you know. They're probably working towards the next time we have something like this, God forbid. <laughs> but yeah, they're probably working towards that. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's dive into football, man. You know, we, we have a lot to get through because, you know, we couldn't really record last week. Yeah, so we, we have a lot to get through. Um, It hasn't really been a great week for... um both our clubs i mean it's uh let's start with arsenal let's 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 start with arsenal because you know and i want to use this opportunity to you know talk about refereeing and var so let's let's start with that um i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you straight up i think like removing the factor the david Luiz factor and I want to know if you agree with me or not. But yeah, removing the David Luiz factor, I think Arsenal were their own enemies against Wolves. And even Arteta realized that because you guys should have killed that game in the first half. And if you guys had killed that game in the first half, I don't think David Luiz will have been in the position he was in. Do, do you agree with that? You missed chances. You will always miss chances. Okay, and yes, mistakes happen. I'm not, I'm not blaming David Lewis for this, but it, bro, you are a veteran centre back at this point. Yeah, we need to concentrate more. Yeah, it was the end of the game. You do not need to try and win that ball. Yeah, we did not just try and hold the yeah. Okay, yes, to the first, to the two half, goals up to half time. Yeah, but 
yeah, but at least we had one goal up, you mm. know. Mm. Just hold the lead. Protect you don't need to then chase for the ball. And mm. firstly, he made the wrong decision. Mm. And that the guy was thrown on goal. Mm. He chased back. He didn't, ta- he didn't tackle the player. No, he didn't. But, but just the way the way he looks, he just looks like the typical David Lewis mistimed tackle. He has done yeah. it so, so many, many times. times yeah. That it's almost like the referee was like, was he was ready for it it was automated like oh yeah. that we do is right but but you see the thing I'm is sure. the yeah, thing I'm is sure I, didn't even check. I was surprised if they didn't check they were like <laughs> david lewis yeah, yeah. but you um, see the thing is and we'll get to the other one but the thing is i think it says a lot that the the red card wasn't overturned because by the letter of the law what happened in that situation was a red card. And I think that's where VAR comes in. And like you said, they should have checked it and they should have overturned that red card because it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't. But it's not, by letter of law, okay, he did not know. There are two things in the law, okay? I don't want to spend too much time on this. Yeah, obviously, yeah. If it was a tackle to get the ball, a legitimate, legitimate tackle to get the ball, it's a yellow card. Mm. If if he may not attempt to play the ball, it's a red card. But it, 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 he he was he was running and guys like hit David Lewis like he David Lewis did not try and tackle. Yeah, but you're missing yes, you an important see, part of the law. You yeah. can argue it's a foul, but it is not a red card. But you're missing the important part and of I the argue, law. You see, you're. Like Richard, the, the most important part of it, right, which makes it a red card, and even Alan Shearer said it, is the fact that 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 tackle, quote and unquote, you know, stopped a clear goal goal scoring. He did not tackle. Yeah, but like it for he for, did for not like tackle. he was running back. Okay, but like yes, Richard, really, outside really of the box, left. outside of the box, if that contact is made. That is given as a foul. So technically, quote and technically with air quotations, it it is a tackle. Do, do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? It is not. It is not a tackle. Yeah, obviously, in, like you, obviously in the you, literal uh, meaning. Yes, you entered his space. You could argue that, or maybe the guy ran in something. You never argue the guy overstretched his leg when it was when when it was running. Like, but. Technically, David Lewis entered the space. You could argue that, mm. okay, and there was a collusion. Mm. But it is not a tackle. Mm. It is a foul only because the guy was thrown on goal, and David Lewis entered the space. And by and yes. and, and with that, then no, by no, the letter no. of the law, then that like that red card by the letter of the there law. It's it nothing in the law about that. It's it's, so it, it, it's, it's all, not it's not it's it not like Richard. It's not it's not about. You see, the thing is, it's and after this, I'm going. I'm not going to say anything about it again. It is not about you know the contact. It this the whole situation is not about just that. It's like the red card situation isn't just about the contact between David Luiz and the wall striker. I can't remember his name. The the red card is is the result of the culmination of all those things the the contact the fact that it brought him down and the fact that it was clear through clean through on goal 
that those those three points. David Lewis not initiate contact. David Lewis only got sent off because what? referees are too rigid and he's David Lewis. That's it. <laughs> as simple right, as that. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, let's let's move on to and obviously I'm not even going to talk about Leno because clearly he had a brain aneurysm in that moment. But yeah, let's move on to um United Southampton and I don't even want to talk about the 9-0, you know, because I mean I'm proud of the team. Really, I'm proud of the fullbacks. Um, they've really upped their game offensively and and defensively with Luke Shaw, especially, you know, this season. But what, what I really want to talk about is um Mike. How Mike won Mike the game. game. Yeah. Won us the game. Okay. You're clearly you're clearly yeah. delusional. But like yeah, Mike Dean. I don't think and I for a while now, I don't think Mike Dean has been a referee worthy of the Premier League. And it, it says a lot, because I don't know if you heard about this, but do you know that Southampton have requested that Mike Dean and um um what's the other guy's name? Oh yeah, I'm gonna remember his name now. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Um Lee Mason. Because Lee Mason was the fourth official in the for um no the assistant referee um checking VAR. But yeah, you know Southampton have had bad luck with Lee Mason, but Mike Dean especially, I don't think he's worthy or he's he's quality enough to be refereeing in the Premier League. And it I think that that point was the point I just made was further solidified in what in the West Ham game, um, the West Ham uh, Fulham game, where um, Suchek uh, mistakenly hit Mitrovic in the eye, and my thing sent him off for that, even after VAR checked Ola. it. All I'll say is be careful what you wish for because I don't think my United will have won as many league titles. Oh man, I forgot who I'm talking team. to. A delusional, well, delusional Arsenal fan. But the truth is, the thing has become a caricature. Yeah. He has become a caricature of himself. Like, you could, you can tell he likes the cameras, he likes the spotlight. attention. You know, like, because I, I read some, like, he has given out, like, Seven percent of the red cards in the Premier League. No that way. Wait, wasn't he the one that confused um Kieran Gibbs and um what's that other player? No, it wasn't. It I wasn't him. Oh, okay. No, wasn't, wasn't wow, that's just, that's a that's that's a yeah. really impressive, but in a bad way, stat that you just you just you just brought forward. Yeah, yeah, just trigger happy. Mm. Well, yeah, refereeing in the league in general has really it's taking a turn for the worse. But I don't think I don't think it's taking a turn for the worse. I just think I don't think it's actually improved at all, especially in the last maybe like five, six seasons. Because like there was this point in the Premier League where everyone realized that wow, you know, you know, refereeing has just become. A, a sort of like joke, especially in the Premier League. Um, and VAR was meant to be the sort of like um, 
medicine for that. I just think it's 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 comical that you know they spend so long looking at things and still come up with the wrong decision. The one thing I don't get, they they and and also the the governing bodies don't make it easier, especially for viewership, but also for those officials. Because like when you have rules, some of these rules that I just think are just ridiculous. Like one thing that gets to me is the offside rule. Like why do you need a 3D graph or video assistant referee to check if a player is offside? When it's taking four or five minutes to check if a player is offside. And, and also like if you're going to give the referee the opportunity to overturn a linesman's or a, yeah, a, line, a linesman's offside ruling, in the game i don't think the linesman's ruling should be delayed because it just because you then delay it i mean look at what happened with city west brom you delay the offside ruling from the linesman if he gets it right or wrong the referee still has the opportunity to overturn it or agree with it i mean and fair, fair enough you know the offside in that West Brom Man City game was wrong. But you see, because because the players like it just I don't think there's just there's just this confusion because players are now going to they have to now start deciding, okay, what do we play to? I know everyone says play to the whistle, but I, I actually don't blame the West Brom players for stopping when they saw the linesman raise its raise her flag. It's just I, I think they need to really take a, a couple of steps back and look at VAR and look at some of these rules and honestly retrain a lot of referees because it's they you're right, you're so right, it's too rigid. They need to understand, like in the David Lewis situation, they need to understand what you know what really went wrong. But yeah, let's let's move on. Um, okay, go on. Sorry, go um, on. There's nothing wrong if you tell your colleague, Ralph, you made a mistake. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like a cult. Mm. They don't want to, they don't want they're to, they, they're scared of they're hanging out someone out to dry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's ruining the game. Um. But yeah, let's move on to Match Week 23 because that was really disappointing. And I'm not even saying this to troll you, but like having watched what transpired from the Arsenal Aston Villa game, I think that was it was yeah, I don't think Arteta will have been very, very happy. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a few things. The first thing I really enjoyed about Arsenal in that villa game um was the fact that at a point in time you guys had Pepe, Smith Rowe, Saka, Odegaard, uh, and Aubameyang on the pitch, right? And fair enough, you couldn't you couldn't get a goal, but the, some of the things that I saw, especially from Odegaard, there is potential there, and I just hope we can get to see the best of him before he goes back to Madrid because I don't think Madrid wants to let him go. The second thing I want to say is I don't understand why Bellerin is the captain of the side because I don't think Bellerin's performances are worthy of that. 
Um, he improved in the second half, but his final ball and his decision making seemed to. Okay, let me not say progressively get worse because that's really harsh, but it's just not there. And I actually feel bad for Cedric because I think Arsenal will see the best of Cedric when Kirintini gets back and plays on the left and Cedric moves to the right. I think Cedric will end up taking Bellerin's place on the right. And the last thing I want to say is there's something still wrong with the Arsenal medical, I don't want to say the medical team, but that medical side of Arsenal's football when it comes to players' injuries, there just seems to be something wrong there because Partey isn't injury prone. Partey played, yeah, like he played for Atletico Madrid in, in a grueling Simeone side for how many seasons? But like he comes to Arsenal and like reoccurring hamstring injuries, like what's going on? I don't know, man. I don't. It's it's been it's been like this for years. It's been like this for years. Ramsey, Wilshere, resisted. You know, we've we've had terrible luck with injuries. Uh, Partey just the latest one. And. They didn't rush him back this time. So yeah, know, it took I a don't time. Know why. It took a time. It took a time. I, I, I don't know why. So, the country is fatigued. I agree he didn't have a preseason, but it's, it's just a strange one. Very strange one. But in terms of the game, I think we've just uh, was seen was because we were on like a, a winning streak. Mm. And like, well, you say winning streak. Um, opponent, <laughs> yeah. Our opponents are looking a bit harder. Yes, we should have won the Wolves game. Yeah, should have, could have, would have. United. We'll face United and uh, Aston Villa in the past two out of three games, which are decent games. Villa, of course, is is the far better team out of the team. <laughs> yeah, but, you yeah. can kiss our ass from you know where you are on the table. Well, we actually we actually did well. No, we did okay. We did okay, like, yeah. I I think I think Villa edged edged it, but oh yeah, a, a draw a draw once have been bad. Would have been a fair result as well, you know. So it wasn't. But we, I I won't say we deserved to win it. No, know? no, no, no. I think Villa had more but clear cut chances. It's clear, like Smith Smith Road, Maybe see. Guy is still young. He still loves games, and he my he seems to be getting a bit tired, mm. uh, which is understandable. Maybe you might need to just change professional things a bit. Yeah. Um, Pepe and Saka Saka they have a good game. Well, they Pepe, they they did well against him. They 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 rattled him a little bit, you know, the tackles and the fouls. And, but when he when he when he played when he played in that um left back position. After Cedric was taking off, I think he did quite well. Well, definitely. Um, and well, my the thing is, the biggest scoring threat we have mm. when Bamiang is on pitch is Nicolas Pepe. And, and that's that's I, crazy I like, because 
Pepe is really inconsistent. Yeah, well, in the last few games, he's been doing well. Okay. But he's too... See, I know to be a striker, to be a of goals, you have to be selfish. Mm. But I just think, like, when he's in the box, he's, he's too narrow-minded. Like, he just wants to get the shot away, mm. you know? And if if it, if he's just aware of his surroundings, he'll still like, like he has a couple of free guys. Because mm. it was as if the opponents know that man, when Pepe has the ball, he wants to shoot. So everybody's coming in to rush him. Yeah. It's just like, well, we need to. He, he just needs to be aware. That's all. He just needs to be aware. But man, he's about to, to join boards. Yeah, yeah, ten losses down with the league. Well, that's bad. Ten. That's bad. Ten. That's so, bad. So I think it was. It's, it's a much. Really... It's a much needed reality check for you guys. Um, yeah. Very much needed reality check. I think uh, a couple of good performances. It was. It was refreshing to have that. You know, because it's good to. I guess it's good for the fans to know that Arsenal can still play football, can still score goals, and they still have players there with the potential of hurting other teams. Um, but yeah, you know, the, the Wolves won. The Wolves game was, I think, was more of a reality check for you guys than the um, Aston Villa game. Because like you said, it was it was a good game. Both, team had, both teams had chances. A draw would have been all right. But um, the Wolves game was, was, a, was, a, it was a lesson in being ruthless, you know, because you guys weren't ruthless. Um, you guys uh put yourselves in a position to lose that game in you know and a lot of other factors you know were a result of that yeah all right so that's enough arsenal chat for now um let's get on to the united everton game Woo. the first thing i want to talk about that game or I want to talk about concerning that game is the manager's comments after the game. Because one thing I really liked about Socia is his ability to um, protect his team, but at the same time, you know, be real about his team with the press. But I think, you know, because his comments, when he was like, we're not talking about winning titles, we've come a long way. You see, what really, when, when you say stuff like we shouldn't be considered as title chasers, I think that's a negative comment. And, you know, I understand, you know, managers are just managing, they're, they're, they're doing their job. You know, you're trying to take pressure off your team. You're trying to keep them in the freshest of mindsets so that they can, you know, do the job at hand. But that 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 statement really, really rubbed me wrong. And I think it's also like it's almost a re it's almost like the players are buying into it with some of the games that we've played since we beat Liverpool. Like Sheffield, like Arsenal. And now the way we didn't we couldn't see out the game um with I don't think with Everton. I don't 
I don't think it's a case of them buying into it. I think your manager senses the pressure. He senses like he can feel like the pressure is weighing on your players because they're not win they're not used to winning the big titles. I don't know the last time you guys won it. Seven years yeah, ago. I think it's been a while. So yeah, exactly. So they're not that pressure. He might he maybe he feels like it's weighing heavy on them and if he, he needed to save that to just relieve to them of pressure immediate back off a bit. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I can see I can see that side. Well, but about the game, um again. And it's you know we've spoken about this before the fact that United centre back pairing it's as clear as day we need because look look um I I'm not dissing Maguire um I think yeah I think he's our best CB you know I think he's our best centre back at the club I feel bad for Twanzibi because anyone who's paid attention to my or any United fan who's paid attention to Manchester United's academy knows the potential that is. Alex Twanzebe. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, this this man did a great job at, you know, shutting down Neymar and, and um, well, not a couple of weeks ago, like last year, late last year, uh, the first leg against PSG, did a great job at shutting down um, Neymar and Mbappe, so much so that some people were calling for his, his inclusion in the team. And I think if if he was included in the team, I think we might have a decent center back pairing. I don't think I don't think Lindelof is good enough. I think the reason why Lindelof is included is because of his ability to play with the ball. I think Socia really likes that, and you know, with his with him trying to make United this ball playing side, you know, to be able to move out from the back. I can understand that, but Lindelof is suspect. I mean, Mourinho called it a couple of seasons ago. It's like Lindelof isn't a great header of the ball, and he's, he really isn't. Um, it. I. I don't know if a draw is a fair result. I think we created more opportunities. I think inexperience cost us that game, because at that point in the game, we shouldn't have been giving away that kind of foul in our half uh, but aside from that I'm you know say, it <laughs> well it doesn't choke as much as your position on the table or you know your defeat at aston villa uh, uh, sorry 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 talk to me when you Digress. can uh, talk to me when you can make it into the champions league maybe by 2023 um but yeah you know it's just uh but they're positives. I, you know, Cavani's he's scored in consecutive games, so you know Martial can take his gangster lean to Paris and do what he wants. Um, you know, Br Bruno scored again, which is always a good thing. Happy for McTominay. Um, I think even though you know, but you see, the problem is, uh, I think one of the things we really need to address is David de Gea. Uh, David, David De Gea isn't winning us points anymore. And, I mean, 
Like, like, bro, did you like see? Like, look at look at that look at that look like that cover doing go. Like, he looked timid and scared. Like, even after he 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 went to challenge quote and unquote. Like, did you see where he was like protecting himself? And hey, don't get me wrong, bro. No one is saying go and kill yourself on the pitch. But for fuck's sake, mate. Like, I remember when I was in in secondary school and we went to play football on Saturday morning, you know, like school team football sessions. And I, I remember seeing my brother clutter into a senior like three or four years ahead of him because my brother was a goalkeeper. And like, bro, my brother showed more balls at 14 than De Gea showed yesterday in Old Trafford. It was pathetic. And look at the first the 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 the, the Corey's goal. Like, bro, come on. Like, what are you doing? I think that game. I is, think he should be better. Yeah, yeah. This thing should come in. Everything is yeah. Everything is hungry. I agree with you. Had a great season last year. I, I totally should, agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think the only goal that you can say that, oh, okay. There's, there was nothing we could really do, and I say, and I stress really because I mean, like, when you look at the analysis and you know, when you look at how the goal came about, you know, you could have said, okay, maybe Fred could have could have done a little bit better, you know. I mean, when when I initially was listening to the post match analysis and they were highlighting that James Rodriguez's goal, I I thought they were being a little bit harsh, but. You know, when you look at it, you like, like, okay, you know, maybe Fred was a little bit brash. Shouldn't have launched for the ball like that. You know, maybe um, maybe try and shuffle Rodriguez rather than the a little bit over, overly ambitious attempt to intercept the pass. But aside from that goal, the Korea shouldn't be scoring that. And Cavalloni shouldn't be scoring that. I'm sorry. He shouldn't be. De Gea should have been out of his post. <laughs> like, Cavalloon should be, De Gea should have been out of his post to ensure that, that Cavalloon didn't have a chance to get that ball. And, you know, it's just pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Right, I'm yes. sorry. It's, it's, uh, well, it's in reality. One of your longest players. Yeah, no, obviously, he, he is. Like, uh, right now, he's playing on yeah, no, definitely. You're so right. No argument there. No argument there. You know, De Gea has been who he was, but I think healthy competition is what is going to get him back to his best. Or maybe it's just time for us to move on from De Gea. You know, but... Uh, so yeah. what are your predictions for your next game? Yeah, hey, yeah. Sorry, look at you. Looking forward to yeah. Looking forward to uh, Matrix Twenty Four already because you're out of the FA Cup. Hey, yeah. Sucks to be you. Sucks to be you. But yeah, what, you know. What? What yeah. time? What time of the FA Cup? Yeah, sure you are. Whatever helps you sleep at night, bro. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> But yeah, no, the FA Cup on Tuesday is going to be a difficult game. Obviously, David Moyes, and I've always rated David Moyes. Um, David Moyes, he has a he has a good team at, in in West Ham. You know, um, 
I'm not particularly worried about us breaking or finding a way through their defense. Uh, I'm more worried about how we, you know, how we deal with the attack. Ben Rama is very tricky. Um, I don't think Lingard can play against us, but yeah, you know, Bowen is Bowen is an engine. Um, Antonio is a beast of a man. Uh, yeah, it's just it, it it will be difficult, but I think we can come away with the win. We've done it before this season already, so I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be able to do it again. I think West Ham could score. I don't really expect United to keep a clean sheet anymore. My my only my only hope is that they they score more goals than the next guy, and I think we should be able to do that. About against West Brom. <laughs> is it weird that I'm more confident about the West Ham game than I am of the West Brom game? Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. And and this is why I think we've let whatever slim chance we we had to be there right at the end of it to, to maybe even by some way sneak up and grab this title um because of games like these where a, a united team can't a, a few people can't really and i'm talking about even fans i'm not talking about neutrals i'm not talking about rivals um they can't really like call a united win even pundits you say well you expect united to win this but then it's united against the team that will sit back and tell them to come and break us down and that therein lies the problem and i think it's also a problem that arsenal share um and i think that's the hump that both teams have to get over but um I think we can we can sneak a win. It's an away game after all. We're not playing at home, so the home voodoo would won't, won't really be with us. But I think we can sneak a win. But what, what about you guys? You guys have an interesting game coming up against Leeds. Well, so that Leeds game, I think the Leeds game will be like the Aston Villa game, where they'll be they'll be attacking football. Chances will be made, and it, it, it just their chances, you know. Which team takes their chances? So, you think you can Which win the game? game? You think you guys can win the uh, game? I, 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 I hope we win. I, I will say that, but I can't definitely I can't say we will win, you know, but. I hope we. I know we'll give Leeds will give us the game. And I hope we come out. We come out on top. You know. Thank you. So like I say for now. But uh, let know, me let me ask you this. Um, do you think you guys are? Do you think you guys are going to be in in Europe next season? Like, and I'm not talking about Champions League. I'm talking about. Europa League football. Do you think you guys are going to be there next season? Yeah, we should be there. There about. I don't think I don't see any reason why we can't come top eight. So 
because you know see. like you, you have you have villa who have how many games in hand um you know you, you the the the, 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 t- the teams around you that are really um i think realistically because okay look you're 10th you have villa who have two games in hand ahead of you there's still tottenham there's everton as well there's leeds who have two games in hand as well there's southampton they're just a game behind you know like i think maybe not crystal palace but southampton from 12th to to six i think i i'd put my money on the teams ahead of you and even one of even even leeds and southampton i know southampton are in a bit of a rut now but i you know they've they've come through this before so i think they will be okay but leeds aston villa especially with those games in hand tottenham everton and west ham Plus, you know, you still have Liverpool and Chelsea, which, who could be drawn into that, or maybe not Liverpool. And, but you, you know, there's just there's just a lot going on around you guys. So I'm not, I don't, I don't know where that confidence that is coming from. Good. Yeah, it's not. But um, we'll take it a week at a time, right? Definitely. Uh, As we have no choice. That's good. That's we good. We start the week at well. Yeah, you guys did. But I know you're not having business in three years. So please watch your tone. Okay, watch your tone. Watch your tone. Like, you guys are um, in the ranking of London clubs. I think you guys are sharing the bottom with Fulham. So I don't know what tone you want me to watch when you guys are in the mud. Like, 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 Spurs are taking a shit on you. And you want me to watch my tone? The same spreads were how many points behind? Just what? Four? Well, as it stands right now, yeah. man, like, I don't know if you listen to that beautiful intro that I constructed. Y'all, y'all are on the outside looking in, reminiscing on glory years, you know. But, anyways, we'll, we'll continue this debate later. Um, Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed our little dated Peter Drury at the beginning of the episode from me and the United fan base. I bid you adieu. Have a good week. And from me and the fellow Gunners out there, you guys have a great week. And we'll be with you. We'll see you next time. All right then.